baby is born and the fragrance of orange blossom permeates the air in the season of his or her or their birth or of pomegranate blooms or of the fresh snowfall of the Arctic or the tundra grasses and lichens and fireweed. The presence of the garden blossoming all around the earth is always there at the birth of a child. And so the stepping stone of that baby's incarnation is perfumed with the holiness of heaven incarnate through the flowers and plants and trees of the earth. He or she is caused to express their first thoughts <clears throat> based upon the sensations all around them and the repertoire of thoughts, personalities, emotions, and the nuances of physical behavior of all of the persons around them at the birth and after the birth. <clears throat> and they start forming a concept of the stepping stone that is their incarnation. And the moat or the region around the stepping stone of the firmament of life holding them or not holding them. I remember reading <clears throat> myths from the Greek and Roman mythologies and the Mesopotamian and Egyptian mythologies and then further out to the east and the north and the west and the south of the world from those Mediterranean cultures which are part of the heritage of the colonial era that forms and informs our whole global culture right now. We have aspects from all over the world, but the seed of much of the global culture is based on those Mediterranean cultures of days of yore. And in those myths, <clears throat> sometimes a baby was placed out in the wild. The couple was too poor to afford nourishing the baby, or the mother died and the father didn't know how to care for the baby. And then various experiences would happen. The child would be saved by an old shepherd or wild animals. Rather than consumed by them, it would be saved by them. The story of Rome is based upon twins being suckled, Romulus and Remus, by a wild wolf, a she-wolf, nursing her own wolf puppies and the two boys. So <clears throat> the quality of the stepping stone we are is surrounded by wolves and wild terrain and urban terrain and pollution and vast numbers of human beings on the earth. Many, many kinds of experiences might go on all around the stepping stone of our body, our incarnation. <clears throat> Behind us is the history of all that has gone before, known and unknown, in the universe and upon this earth, and through all the people who comprise our family, and anything which was present in our soul from before we were conceived and born, 
whether it's known or mysterious to us and to others. And so <clears throat> as we learn to study what other people are doing, often they're saying, I'm preserving my life at all costs. I'm doing what I can to gain treasure at all costs. I'm building power. I'm building money. I'm building possessions. I'm pushing away anything that might threaten the survival of the stepping stone of myself. And we study all too often the wars and the arguments, the fights over gold and children and spouses and cultures and homes and land and velvets and all kinds of things. And we study what failed. And then we try to push our way through in a forward direction based upon the failure of the past. He won the war. He got all the gold. She's the one who conquered and destroyed everyone. But in the still point of eternity, in the center of one's heart, the conqueror also carries all the scars of the tribulation. All the places where the divine is also turning toward that being, calling them forward in grace, not in conquest. And then the still point of eternity in the heart becomes truly still. How do I help that conqueror? How do I help the descendants of those he vanquished or she had killed? And the question becomes the great question of the great mystery. How do I tend the still point of eternity in every being, including myself? We turn to the left and the right. We depend upon strength, but not too much. Mercy, but not too much. We turn to the great souls of history. <clears throat> I've used in this course several of them. Let's turn back to Jesus and Muhammad. Let's turn to Abraham also, so that it includes a heritage respected in our Jewish colleagues around the world. Turning to my Jewish friends in Israel, please put the gun down, sons and daughters of Abraham. Children in Jerusalem who are Christian, please put down the justification of thinking Christianity is a greater faith than Judaism. And use the Christ force in your heart of hearts from the still point of eternity in Jesus' heart and his mother Mary's heart and your heart to find that and be a brother or sister or person beside your Israeli brothers and sisters as we find our way to the state of Israel. Realized, I don't want Israel to turn into the next Nazi Germany. I don't want Palestine to turn into the next Auschwitz. Shame on us all. Ah, the still point of eternity in my Palestinian friends. Or across the Jordan River into Jordan and farther on into Iran and farther on into India and then into China 
and then across the sea back to America. It's still a point of eternity in us all. <clears throat> so whether we have a communist leader we're turning to for strength or mercy, a great saint we're turning to for strength or mercy, our own grandparent we're turning to for strength or mercy, what we're really doing is having them be a touchstone so that we can find the still point of eternity in our hearts based on studying the still point of eternity that was in their hearts when they were alive. If this becomes our classroom, we utilize our religions and our nation states for a direction regally, nobly, virtuously from the past to the present toward the future. And then in the next breath, we enter the quality of the future, mysterious yet safe, to be realized in the next breath and moment in eternity. Oh, this is my path and yours and yours and yours and yours. It always was. <clears throat> so when we turn to the crucified Jesus, or the poisoned Buddha, they are holding a space, we might say, for us to find the way into this mystery beyond the poisoners and the poisoned, beyond the crucifiers and the crucified. What a joy to live in the heart in the still point of eternity, where we as a daughter or son, a brother or sister, or intimate family person beside all of these ancestors, finds the way forward beyond the scars of our history in religions, in societies. Then what we start to find out of the great mystery is the quality of receiving grace and embodying principles by entrusting the grace into our lives. I receive the grace and I entrust my next breath into living action beyond all violence. This is our path. When we embody this principle, something happens which is a fruit of heaven, like the seed of the orange tree, which will blossom again into that glorious perfume. This is who you are. This is who I am. And when in history we have a person say, I'll cut down that tree, I'll hurt that person who's Beth, I'll hurt that person who's you, and you, and you, and you. <clears throat> Historically, we have many moments like that where someone came forward to heroically attempt to express this quality about which we're conversing. And yet, every breath embodying that principle of heaven on earth is fulfilled. Can't be destroyed. Can't be annihilated. The causation and divine mysterious purpose of that soul facing a direction of heaven on earth on behalf of all of us is fulfilled in each one of us in some way. 
everywhere and always. As we practice the dimensions of the beauty and depth of this course, may we become the fulfillment of this on behalf of all human beings of space and time, of all beings of space and time, all creatures, of all the animals of our world and of the cosmos, all the trees and plants and the elements, that the very body of God becomes that veritable bloom that is the heart of hearts. And we call this forward in the name and glory of the Holy of Holies. Amen.